Bokar Tov. Shemuel Bet, chapter 14. Anybody remember what we've, what we've done? Anybody remember? So, everything we're doing right now is a byproduct of the story of David and Bathsheba. And the, and the curse on David's family, or whatever it is, the curse that the sword won't leave his household. And that someone from his family is going to be with his wives in public. You try to do it in private, and it's going to be done in public. So, the sword not leaving David's family happens when Avshalom kills, or Avshalom has Someone killed Amnon. And how did that happen? Amnon became infatuated with Tamar, which was his half-sister. And he finds out a way to rape her. He rapes her. Avshalom, being the full brother of Tamar, gets extremely upset. And Avshalom is a bit of a hothead. We also know Avshalom to be from non-Jewish descent on his mother's side. Right? From Talmai, uh, king of Geshur. His mom was the daughter of the king of Geshur, right? So Avshalom, even his relationship to David was through a, a, a marriage out to one of the other nations for, let's say, political reasons. And Avshalom has Amnon killed in a, you know, in a, in a very non-Jewish style. And that's the sword that's in David's family. Now Avshalom, after doing this, runs away. Anybody remember all of these things? Okay, Avshalom runs away after this. And he runs away to where? To his mother's household, to Geshur. Okay? And David was in the meantime mourning for his son Amnon. And then David, he, uh, he gets over Amnon after a few years. And he's, he's, he's uh, starting to be relieved of the, of the mourning of Amnon. And he felt a desire to go see... Avshalom. Okay? So that's the backdrop. Avshalom is in a distant country, is in another country. David, it's his own son, so he starts to desire to see him. And there are going to be people in the king's court that see the situation and they say it's not a good situation. It doesn't make any sense that David is not seeing his own son. Now, the, not the, seeing his yeah, own the, the moral question with all of this is going to be. How should David approach Avshalom? Avshalom is a cold-blooded murder. So you could imagine that the David of old, that we remember him from the times of Shaul, would have said, put my personal things aside. If the person murdered, then he should be put to death. Right? The same way he was able to put his personal feelings aside when it came to Shaul. He may be after my life, but he's the king, so I have to respect him. We'll see how David acts here. Okay, now... now in this chapter, in chapter 14, Yoav, the general of David, sees what's happening, sees the relationship deteriorating between David and Avshalom, and he tries to fix it. Okay, and we'll see how he's, he's going to try to fix it. Okay, chapter 14. That was a long summary because we didn't really do a lot during, uh, thing, during the Silichot period. Chapter 14, Pasuk Al-Vayeda, Yoav ben Siruyah, ki leva melech al Avshalom. And Yoav, son of Siruyah, knew... That the king's heart was with Avshalom, meaning that he missed Avshalom dearly. So he goes to Tekoa, which is a city in Israel, and he finds a wise woman. 
probably like an actress of some sort. Some a woman who's an expert in uh, in playing Please. a part, playing a role. Okay. He says, act like you're in mourning. And wear clothes of mourning. And don't put on perfume and don't anoint yourself with oil. And you should act like a woman who for many days has been mourning the dead. And you will approach the king and you will say to him this thing. And Yoav told her exactly what to say. But... Uh, okay, and that's that's the intro. Okay, so Yoab goes and he hires out this woman to act and to play a certain role. He tells her that she should be in mourning and act like she's mourning on the death of her son or, or death of uh, of, a, of a deceased of a, of a relative. And Yoab told her to say the following things. And now the story jumps to the woman telling. David, what Yoav told her to say. Pasuk Dalad, Batomer Aishah Tekarit El Melech, Batipol Al Apea Arsa, Batishtahu, Batomer Hoshia Melech. So she opens up to talk and she falls on the ground and she falls on her face and she bows and she says, Please, King, save me. Save me, King. Pasuk He, Bayomer Laha Melech, Malach. He says, what, what do you want? Batomer Aval. First of all, she says, I am a widow and my husband died. Okay, that's the first part of the story. And your maidservant, it's a respectful way of speaking, your maidservant had two sons. And they were fighting one day in the field. And there was no one to save one from the other. And one of my sons struck the other son and killed him. And now the whole family, my whole family, has come against me. Take the one who killed the brother and kill him. Because of the, of the fact that he killed his brother. And now let's destroy also, in her mind, who the inheritor. inheritor. Meaning the one who is to inherit whatever, or the heir to her husband's name, right? They want to destroy him. Now they're not saying it. They're not saying that. They're not saying let's destroy the heir. That she's saying that. Meaning she, and they're telling me, let's destroy the heir. Yeah. My heir, right? And they're going to thereby... Uh, uh, um, put out my remaining ember, my remaining flame that's left over so that my husband will not have any name on the face of the earth. And that's the story she comes to David with. Now why is she saying this story? It's the same thing as Avshalom and Amnon, right? You, you, Avshalom kills Amnon, which was one of David's Yerushim. The only one left now, or the one that we know of that's left, is now Avshalom. And now David is basically banishing him so that there's no... David has no more, ki- no more sons, right? What about Shlomo? Shlomo was born already. I know. Um, it's, it's, the, it's not a perfect story. Okay. But it, it's getting the point across to David by highlighting... He's basically killing two sons because of, you know, one killed the other. So the king says... You go home 
and I'm going to make a command to protect your son. Meaning I'm going to make an order, I'm going to send an order with my horsemen or something to your family, saying that nobody's allowed to touch the other son and they're not going to put the other son to death. Okay, so that's David's first response. Meaning he doesn't, he didn't, it didn't register for him what's going on yet. Okay. Then she says to the king, the sin is upon me. And the king and his seat are clean. Now, what does she mean by that? What is she trying to say? It's translated to innocent. She's, she's trying to basically say, it's not enough. She's saying, we're, we're almost done. She's saying, it's not enough. She's basically saying, your, your seat will be clean, and I'm going, the sin will be on me, but she's saying the opposite of what she means, out of respect. She's using a euphemism. She's saying, okay, the, the sin will be on me when my son dies, because that's not enough. You're going to be clean, but the sin is going to be on me when he dies. I, he, he's still going to die. Meaning, he's, that's not going to solve our, my issue. Him. She's, she's pushing, pushing him even harder, okay? We'll continue with Zarashem, her plea, tomorrow on Pasuk Yud. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen. Amen, amen.